what I do with my clients is the number one thing that I believe the quickest way to wins if you want to change your life around is in the health sector because it's the quickest way that you can feel good about yourself and you can see improvement. And so that's what I started doing. Are you ready to change your life? Welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies Podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, is a dynamic multifamily investor syndicator with a portfolio valued at over $20 million and growing. Join her on her journey as she shows you it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing. And she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. And now, here is your host, Linda Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast. I'm Linda Brooks, your host, and I'm so glad you've tuned in today. I also want to thank and commend you for making the all-important decision to learn more about how to become an educated passive investor in the commercial real estate market. Well, today we have with us Austin Linney. Austin is a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, business and mindset coach, and host of the weekly podcast, Construct Your Life with Austin Linney. He's built an expansive network of top professionals in leading industries and helped countless individuals break through obstacles and to also help them become who they were meant to be. For years, Austin struggled with negative thought patterns, self-sabotage, and alcohol addiction that left him trapped in an unfulfilling job, financial struggles, and disconnected and failed relationships. And when he reached a breaking point, Austin knew he needed to take radical responsibility for his mindset and his life. And so he dedicated everything to learning strategies, systems, and tools to break free from a destructive a self-destructive cycle, and to live a life of abundance and significance. And now Austin lives his passion and purpose of helping people establish habits and improve their mindset so they too can live the life that they truly want. And so whether you are looking to build a business, obtain financial freedom, or become more of who you are, Austin can help you get where you want to go. Welcome, Austin. So Austin, I have had the opportunity to listen to a few episodes of your podcast, Construct Your Life, and read some of the information that you put out. And I really, really would like for us to talk about what you do to help people become who they were meant to be. Like, what was that journey for you? And I'm sure it's a continuous journey, but also tell us your story and what does that mean? I start this way. I have a woman who runs a charity mastermind who I met through another mastermind. Her name is Dr. Carolyn Colleen. And she said something to me when I had her on my podcast that I think everybody can relate to. She said, sometimes you don't love yourself enough to change, but you have to borrow the belief that others have in you long enough for you to believe it in yourself. Wow. And that's what she talked about when she got divorced and how much her kids cared about her. And through my drug addiction and my alcoholism, when I joined a mastermind and I started getting around high-level investors, high-level people, coaches that I respected, and they were like, man, kid, you got something. (laughs) And you start playing in a higher level of audience and you start doing great. And you start thinking to yourself, you're like, man. Maybe they're right. Maybe I could be better. Maybe I could do better, right? And one of the things that I probably don't share enough is the amount of times that I've had to rebuild my life, the amount of failures that I've had, the amount of what I call 
for lack of a better word, reconstructing my life. Like one of those times for me was I worked uh, most of my life in the restaurant business and I don't know anybody's had a job out there, but you have bosses and you go, I could do it. They put me in charge. I could do it. And they put me in charge. And I tried with the biggest will I've ever had in my entire life. And I had 14 days straight of employees not showing up. It broke me mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually just broke me because I realized that no matter how much will I had, I couldn't will these people to care as much as I did. And I really was in a dark place mentally. And when I say that I was literally listening to Gary Vanderchuk at 2 a.m., 1 a.m., Ed Milet, 1 a.m., 12 o'clock at night, I was rebuilding who I was, who I thought I was out on the soccer fields in the morning at 4 a.m. running, screaming, imagine dragons, just having those moments with myself. And through that journey, I lost 70 plus pounds after I stopped drinking. And one of the things I think we don't do enough and I try to catch myself a lot. I'm so far removed, you know, two years and seven months from my addiction of alcohol that I don't forget the despair, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That people have. And I make sure that I channel that sometimes because I want to make sure, because you can be so far removed from it and not understand somebody else's plight, right? right? We'll just do better. Well, I know, but it's hard, right? And so I have to channel that to be a good coach to really tap into that. But The thing that I want to get across to everybody that's super important is it's not just drugs and alcohol that are the problems. It's addiction to work. It's addiction to how we look to other people. It's addiction to needing somebody else's approval. You know, I had a young kid who I kind of mentored text me the other day and he said, Austin, what do I do? He goes, what's going on in Afghanistan, the vaccination stuff, America's divided, works hard. And I said, because what you just said to me was you're looking for validation of who you are outside of yourself. Mm. And I said, the moment that you realize that you can control what you can control, then you can move on with your day. Because ultimately what people need to understand is kind of what I call my coaching, because I haven't come up with a better name for it, is I clean the bugs off the windshield. Mm -hmm. You come to me. You go, I've got a little success, right? And I'm telling you, I can't tell you how much, because I coach like three millionaires. It's not like I'm trying to puff myself out. I'm saying I coach people that make real money and they're really successful in real estate. And they're like, okay, what now? Like, Mm. is this it? Like, is this it? I did all the things I did. I got the chip on my shoulder, right? I made my, see, look what I did. I proved to my dad, right? I proved to my mom, Mm -hmm. this is it. And then we have to start from zero and we have to rebuild their life and explain to them that there was a reason that you were put on this earth and the money be damned. What fills you up every day? What gives you energy, right? Because each one of us, it took me losing $26,000 and a lot of pride to realize that I should not be handling any spreadsheets or any day-to-day activities of a business because I get people together. I motivate I can spot talent. I put people in a room together. And so that's my thing. Well, here's the problem. 38 years old. How do you make money with that? Like you play this game where you're like, how do you make money with that? And I asked this guy, he's one of the most successful investors I've ever met. Like literally he's like me. And I sent him this email and I said, Hey, you're me. How do you monetize your networking? And he said, you don't. And I was like, damn. And he said, what you do is you just keep adding so much value that somebody smart enough is going to wake up and go, 
I see a place for that guy. Let's put some things together. And, and that's what happened. And this last year for me has been really insane, but it, honestly, it's been the last 75 days have just been insane through my lowest moment in my businesses from holy, because I just made a choice that even for myself, I was going to go all in on me. Hmm. Like I had that moment right back in May where it was like, you know, entrepreneurship, (laughs) God bless the people that dating us or married to us. It is, I have no money. I have tons of money. I have no money. Nobody likes me. I can't get a deal. And it's this, but here's my rub. Don't be mad at the roller coaster when the roller coaster decided to be a roller coaster. Okay. It's like being mad at the color yellow because it's yellow. Right. You know what you signed up for, but here's the rub. There's two things that you have that you don't have in a regular job. There's no ceiling and you have pure freedom. So stop acting like you don't. Okay. That is very true. Wow. So let me ask you this. How understanding that you coach people, Mm -hmm. right, to be who they were meant to be. Sometimes coaches are able to do that for others, but they struggle with being able to do it and maintain it for themselves. Yeah. So how do you find that equilibrium, if you will, that allows you to be successful on both fronts? So the only thing I realized is two things that I realized that the most important thing is when I started changing, I realized that I thought it was all these things that these people, like these promises that my dad had broke to me and like all these people that I put up on this pedestal. And I had this epiphany that it was the promises I broke to myself that eroded my confidence. And so I made a vow right there to myself that when I do something or when I say I'm going to do something, I do it no matter what. Because here's the difference. A lot of people, they think it's the act of working out, meaning I went and worked out for 45 minutes. That's the benefit. No, 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 no. It's the act of going to work out and Mm -hmm. keeping the commitment to yourself. Because what's interesting, right, is when I did my podcast, you release a million episodes, right? And there's no chance that people can listen to every episode. Nobody has that much time. But the number one thing they said to me was, you are very consistent. And so I realized that the actual superpower is showing up consistency. But the problem is, is that we put vanity metrics on how we need to show up instead Mm -hmm. of just showing up. Right. And so one of the things, there's a book called The Slight Edge and his whole premise is small wins compounded over time lead to amazing results. And so I really adopted Atomic Habits and Slight Edge. And he said, the problem with daily habits is they're super easy to do, also very easy not to do. Right. And by you eating that hamburger or you eating that fried, it's not fried food. It's not going to kill you. But you doing that over and over again for a period of time, you're skipping the workout is not going to do it. But the success and failure are very close in those little compounds. So one of the things I adopted was Andy Frisella has a thing called win the day. And so what I do with my clients is the number one thing that I believe the quickest way to wins, if you want to change your life around, is in the health sector. Because it's the quickest way that you can feel good about yourself and you can see improvement, right? And so that's what I started doing. And so what we do is the goals are important, but we create daily habits. So give me five daily habits that you can complete over and over again. And so here's the rub. Let's say it's 
walking, reading 10 pages, walking 30 minutes, brushing your teeth. Let's say you finish by 11 o'clock. Well, then you won the day. You're good. Then you go to the next one. And so the question is, if you did that over and over again for 30 days straight, right? 21 days for a new habit, 19 days for a lifestyle. And when they get too easy, you pull one out and you put one back in. And the psychology behind this, right, is that your brain synapses, they want easy, right? And so the more times that you do something, I just need to remember that. And so they connect. Because what we don't understand is 85% of what we do is based off of our subconscious mind. And so when I was drinking every day, when I came home from work, I wasn't doing that consciously. I was doing that subconsciously. And so I had to reprogram my mind to not do that, right? To find relaxing in other ways, to find different things to do. And, and one of the weird things that people don't understand is the number one that I had to retrain my brain was, was to go on vacation and not drink. Mm. When I did that, that was my Everest. When I went 10 days in Costa Rica and I did that, I was like, I'm good. I'm going to be sober forever. We're good. Mm-hmm. And that was like my big aha moment because I didn't realize how ingrained certain things are to you, right? right? And so this book that I got recommended from one of my coaches is what you say when you talk to yourself. And the entire book is about reprogramming the subconscious mind for positive things over negative things. Because here's the issue. We are basically an addictive society. It's what technology has done. So the question is, is what addictions are you going to choose? Well, I would much rather choose a 45-minute walk with 10 pages every day opposed to drinking a case of beer a day. So I'll just choose my addictions. Got it. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much for being so transparent with your experiences. You mentioned rubs a few times. What is that exactly? Well, I'm just saying like, it's a phrasing I use to say like, the issue is the thing that nobody wants to hear, right? Okay. And here's the problem in the real estate space is I see it, okay? Just from the way I look at it, is that you're going to learn a hundred times more by doing than you are by learning, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you don't need to learn, but some of these guys need to get off a Zoom call and go buy something. Some of these people need to put down the books and just get into action. I heard something the other day, and it's very interesting. This guy's built a ridiculous business. I mean, like bringing in like 2 million a month from all his businesses, like net profit. Dude is a salesman and on salesman. And he said, what he did is he, maybe it was like by happenstance, but he didn't know what the hell he was doing when he got started. And so he would just go take action and then he would have a problem. And then he would read a book on the problem. Instead of creating fake problems, And then trying to learn everything, he would just get in there and do it. And then he would fix the problem, especially if you're 35 and up and you're switching careers or you're switching into multifamily or or you're switching into single family. There's so much context around your life Mm -hmm. that you can't get past it. Dude, do you know how many 23 year olds I know who have like 800 units? They're just dumb enough to be smart. (laughs) Like they just don't know any better. And so you got to look at that and go, how much of my fears of what I think might happen are holding me back? Kyle Cease, who's an amazing personal development guy who used to be a comedian and an actor. He said, the problem with the truth and the problem with thing is when you tell the truth, you can quantify what you'll lose, but you can't quantify what you'll gain because that's unseen. So while you're sitting here and you're contemplating, 
you know, I got a family. I don't know if I should do the investing. What is it going to cost you if you don't? How many 50-year-olds have I met in this scene who would give their right arm to have started buying property 10 years earlier because they'd be able to spend time with their family or go to their son's soccer game or their child's choir practice? So my message, all my content is predicated on me giving the advice I wish my 18-year-old self would have known. Mm -hmm. Yep, I totally agree. We won't talk about how old I am, but yeah, that, <laughs> that same advice that I wish I would have given my 18-year-old self um, definitely applies. What do you see are the biggest kind of hurdles that people are facing when it comes to just investing in general? A lot of what you shared, right? So if they're planning to maintain their W-2s and do it for strictly passive investing and they have a cash reserve that allows them to do so, it's not as big of a deal. Their main concern is how at risk is my investment? And I want to make sure that I'm comfortable with this. They oftentimes want more guarantees than they would expect if they were investing in the stock market. Right. But yeah. from a real estate syndication perspective, because it's more of a one on one personal relationship, they're looking for more of a guarantee than if they went online and bought shares in a company online. For those that are looking to do it full time, the fear is exactly what you said. Right. What do I have to give up from a lifestyle perspective from my job in order to do this? Am I willing to do it? And how does it impact the people that I'm in relationship with? Right. Folks that I have to care for, family members. And oftentimes, the fear of making that jump, depending on how old you are and what your responsibilities are and what your lifestyle is, is insurmountable for some folks. And they don't want to make the change. One of the greatest quotes that ever exists is most men die at 25, but they're not buried till they're 75. Hmm. At some point, anybody that's listening to this, I would much rather live a life of going for it than being mediocre. And what I mean by mediocre, I'm not talking about, about how much money you make. I'm talking about you dying with your music inside of you. One shot. That's all we get. Everything that I'm building is predicated on legacy. Like legacy is not for me. It's because I've worked with a million great people that just want to buy into an idea or a vision that they care about and want to show up for work for very talented human beings. And so we made a decision two days ago of what we're about to build. And I'm not going to lie to you. If I thought about it long enough, it'd probably scare me to death, <laughs> but I don't care because I realize in the moment I don't have an option. It's the same way. I don't have an option, but to coach because for whatever reason, the universe deemed me necessary and put me through 25 years of like, hey, you want to change people's life? Yeah, we're going to bring you to the brink like 16 times and we're going to see how bad you really want it. And so now when I get my coaching clients, it's like one, 30 minutes. I'm like, gotcha. I already know what to fix. Boom, let's go. And so it's not even a choice anymore, right? And so we have to ask ourselves every day in the mirror, what is that for us? What is that for you? And here's the kicker. It doesn't even have to make you money. It could just give you energy because anything outside of your job mm -hmm. that gives you energy is going to allow you to go to your work and feel better. And so on the back of that, 
we need to understand that passive investing is cool. I think we need to bring that back. I think we've sold them a bill of goods the last couple of years that everybody needs to be an entrepreneur and everybody needs to be an active investor. But I'm talking to you know, my buddy's a surgeon for on animals in LA. Dude makes a killing. And he's like, I'm going to go out and flip houses. I'm like, what? You're going to go get yourself a shittier job? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and so he's rethought a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, no, dude, but that's what they're telling everybody. Like, I'd much rather be passive and let operators that are really good at what they do. And I'm not going to question them, right? Because I have relationships with them and I care about them as humans and I trust them. Do you know Daisy and Luca? Uh, from Make It Rain Capital? I've heard of Make It All Rain All I'm Capital. saying is I would give them money and I would never look at the deal okay. because they would not put my money in a deal that they did not believe in. And I would hope that your investors would feel the same way about you, right? We have to get to an opportunity where we got to stop going to discount tire and telling the people how to put on our tires. It's what they do for a living. Let them do it. It's like my new coaching client, like told me how we were going to coach. And I'm like, no, bro, that's not how this game works. (laughs) And then I held on to it. And then we got in the second call and I made him ask the question again. I go, okay, who was right? He goes, I'm done. Let's go to work. And I'm like, but here's the problem is that we're, people are very good at what they do. So they don't want to be questioned, Mm -hmm. right? Because being coached, having accountability is hard. It's hard for me. I don't even like it. Because it's those people in your life, right? My mentor. And they'll just like in 2.5 seconds. And he's like, and you feel like you're up against the wall and you're like, no, 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 no. I can't do this today. (laughs) I can't. Right. We all have those places inside of us that you can't touch. Right. For me last year, I got divorced and got laid off in the same two week span because of COVID. Not the divorce wasn't because of COVID, but getting laid off was COVID. And I started a podcast all within the same week. So that was interesting. But I was visiting him and it was a lot of financial crap through the marriage. And he like mm-hmm. dipped his toe in the water and it was like a lion came out and he was like, okay, I don't think you're good to talk about that right now. So I'm just going to back up. But if I would have been in a place I am now, I would have said, let's talk about it and know that maybe I would have mm-hmm. saved myself six months. It's those things that people keep locked in the closet up on the shelf, hidden away that they think doesn't control them. But what you don't understand is it's controlling every aspect of your life because it's hidden away because your brain knows it. And so what I do, and this is not a joke, I'm going to New York next week for work for consulting a client. When I meet people at a networking event, I go divorced, homeless, drug addict. Nice to meet you. And so and the response, the response is, wow, my problems don't feel that bad. Let's talk. <laughs> you know. And what it does is it allows them to have freedom to share their story, right? Because they're like, this guy is so open with it. Because understand that when you verbalize it and you let it out, it doesn't control you anymore. And when it doesn't control you anymore, you can let it go. And when you can let it go, you can just be yourself. Austin, how can our listeners get in touch with you? <laughs> Sign up for your coaching program. So the best thing to do is just go to austinlinney.com, L-I-N-N-E-Y. It has all the podcasts, all the stuff on it. It's got my story, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just these platforms are so important, right? And I think what's important about this and what you're doing and the hard work you're putting in is we can't control when the message is heard, but we can just give the message. 
And so it's like a living document that three years from now, somebody might hear this and they're like, that's my hope. And that's why it's so important that we do stuff like this. Well, you definitely left me speechless because everything that you've had to say is extremely relevant. So thank you so very much for your time, for your insight, for your transparency. And I truly hope that this episode helps our listeners as much as it has helped me. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating on your favorite listening platform. And if you like what you hear, find it helpful, and want to learn more, go ahead and hit subscribe. To learn more about investment opportunities and join the Multifamily Investor Ladies community, visit us on our website at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. And remember, it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing with the Multifamily Investor Ladies. Thanks a mil for listening. For more information about today's episode, learn more about passive multifamily real estate investing or to reach Linda directly, visit us on the web at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. Thanks a mil for joining the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments. Your host, Linda Brooks, reminds you it's never too late to get started on your multifamily real estate investment journey. And she'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. We'll see you next time.